Hey guys, this is Ruth and this is Uncharted Faith. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for the new subscribers that have chosen to follow my channel. I just pray that my words that are flowing from what I believe God wants me to tell you guys blesses your heart and encourages you to go one more step. Uh, today we're going to talk about a call to fight. And uh, it's a call to get up off the couch. It's a call to get up on, the, on your knees and to fight. Now I don't know... I don't know your story. I just know my story. And I just know that too many times I felt so defeated in my world. I felt like it's never going to get any better. This is it. This is all that exists. I know from a young age that I remember looking around at uh, what society said uh, was a, a successful life, right? You get married. If you watch the Hallmark Channel, it's a cute little... Uh, meet cute and you know the boy chases the girl and he leaves his you know million dollar job to move to this rural city and blah 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 it's happily ever after and it's funny to me though that the uh typically the story ends at the wedding or it ends like you know with them falling in love and they never quite finish the story and i don't dislike Hallmark. I like watching it with my parents. Well, well, I guess my dad likes watching it too. So yes, with my parents and with my sisters. Um, I don't mind sitting there and watching a good movie because everyone likes to feel good for a moment. But the truth is, is that when you fall in love and when you, when you meet someone that it takes a lot of work. Whether you're in love or whether you love someone, whether they're a best friend or whether they're a romantic partner, it doesn't quite matter because all relationships require a certain level of work. Now that's not something that the movies promote, it's not something that the movies really teach and if you get a really good, well-written story, it will show how the two people involved in the story have learned to uh, work together or learn to fight for one another or to fight through whether it's uh, an addiction or whether it's through, uh, what, what's it not, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm not thinking of the word, whether it's fighting through infidelity in a marriage, whether it's through being reunited or being restored. And a good story will show you that it takes fight, it takes effort, it takes work. Now I feel like the picture that was painted for me and that, that society likes to paint is this rose-colored glasses approach where things kind of level out like you'll you'll fight maybe for that that boyfriend or that girlfriend or that husband or that wife or you'll fight to have that child you know to to you know be able to be a mom or be a dad and you'll have that level of fight but somehow somewhere along the line things just kind of level out and I'm here to tell you that it's just simply not true I'm here to tell you that life is hard I'm here to tell you that life is worth the fight and that you're worth the fight Right now I've recruited about three other women that I started a group chat with this morning and I said, I dare you to fight with me in prayer. There's a certain person that, that we know that we have in common that we get to serve on a daily basis. And I said, every time I pray over this person, I said, I feel the Lord telling me that this kind can only come out through prayer and fasting. And I've, I've known this for a few months now and I, I remember one day, okay, I'm going to get up and I'm going to fast today. And I think I made it until 10 o'clock. And so fast forward a couple months later, I feel God telling me like, Ruth, do you really want to live your life and not really give it all 
that you have for the kingdom of God? Do you really want to look back at when this person passes away and say, man, I wish I would have fought more in prayer. I wish I would have fasted that day for her. I wonder if it would have made a difference. And I said, no, I, I don't really want that. And it wasn't a guilt and shame, but it was a call to Ruth. Are you willing to do whatever it takes for the kingdom of God today? Ruth, are you willing to lay down food for a day and to recruit other people? And the thing is about when I take a step of faith, that it is something that I know that this is what God wants me to do. Because when I take that step and I say, God, I don't understand what the outcome is going to be, whether it's tithing from my business or whether it's tithing from my personal, whether it's paying for this ticket for the woman of all for someone else. God, I don't really know what the outcome is and I'm a little scared to do this because it costs me something. But God, if you're telling me to do it, then I don't care about the price and I'll do it in fear and I'll do it afraid and I'll do it not knowing and I'll do it not understanding because God, every time you've told me to take a step, you've always shown up for me. So this morning as I'm sitting here and I say, Ruth, it's time to put your money where your mouth is. It's time to fast for this person. And I felt like God saying me text these three women. And so I started a group chat. And I said some words of encouragement. And I said, this is what I'm doing. I'm not asking you to do it, but just do what the spirit leads. Because I don't know about you, but I wasn't meant to be a wallflower. I was meant to be a wall breaker. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is when those Jericho walls came tumbling down. And, and when the Israelites were told to march around this building, or not this building, this, this city, for seven days. And a city's pretty big, I would think. I mean, I don't know what it was like back then, but I assume it's like Fort Worth. You tell me to walk around Fort Worth for seven days, I'm going to be freaking tired. But the Israelites were told to walk around that building for seven days and don't say a word. And on the last day, they were supposed to give a shout. On the last day, they were supposed to blow the trumpets, which touches my heart because I was a trumpet player for 13 years. They were supposed to blow the trumpets and make a heck of a lot of noise. And I don't know about you, but if I was told to do that, that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Right? One of the things that God had to deal with with me this past year in order for me to move forward in my faith with him and in my walk in recovery was that, Ruth, you have to stop trying to analyze and critique and intellectualize and figure me out because that's not how faith works. You take this step and you just let me be God and stop. You don't have, you don't have to play God. You do a really bad job at it. You don't have to be the director of the play anymore. But when you seek my will and you seek my face, that's when things start to happen because you allow me to show up. When Jesus went back to his birth town, nobody believed that Jesus was the son of God. And the Bible tells us that he could not do miracles there. If there's miracles that aren't happening in your life, friend, it is not because God is limited. It is not because God has forgotten you. It's not because you skipped church last month. It is not that. It's because you don't believe that he is who he says he is and that is seen by each step that you're taking right now in this moment 
If God's asking you to buy that homeless person a meal or God's asking you to give this person $20 or whatever and you feel it in that gut, you feel that gut telling you that this is what I'm supposed to do. Don't intellectualize it. Just step out in faith and say, God, if you're calling me to do it, if you're asking me to do it, I'm not going to try to understand anymore. I'm just going to do it. Oftentimes, the miracles and the breakthroughs in our own lives are limited by our limited beliefs of who we think that God is. God does not care about how many curse words you say today. He does not care about how long your skirt is today. He does not care about if you showed up in a shirt and tie or if you showed up in jeans and a t-shirt. He doesn't care if you slept under a bridge, if you slept on a bench, or if you spent the night in a penthouse. God does not care. He cares about your heart. Psalms tells us that the, the way to God's heart is through uh, a broken and contrite heart. That's what God wants because when David said, God created me a clean heart, oh God, and renew within me a right spirit, David wasn't looking for a new car. He wasn't looking just, well, I'm not praying for a new car. I'll take any car. I just need something to get me from point. Stop it. Have you prayed today? Have you invited God into that circumstance or into that person? Or if it is a car, God says that he's going to provide for us. He tells us in Matthew that if he cares for the sparrows, how much more will he care for you? The problem isn't if God is going to show up or when God's going to show up. It's, it's going to be when you're going to let him finally be God in your life. And it's going to start with the small things. It's going to start with saying, God, what is it that you want me to do right now? What is it that you, do you want me to go to this meeting? Do you want me to go to this Bible study? Do you want me to go to this conference? Do you want me to invite so-and-so out to the movies with me? It's when we let God in in those little areas of our life because the problem happens is that you're waiting for someone that you love to get cancer or maybe you have cancer and finally we get, we get desperate enough for God. And that's great if it starts that relationship with God, but it's not going to sustain you right now in this moment. What sustains us is when the Bible says we pick up our cross and we follow him daily. We follow him moment by moment by moment. I cannot keep my relationship with God alive today off of what I did yesterday. I'm so glad that you listened to that sermon today by Stephen Furtick or by your pastor. That's great. I'm going to give you a round of applause. But my, but my, my question to you is is are you letting God be God in your life over your finances, over your children, over your wardrobe, over your playlist, over all these areas, over your relationship with your friends, over your relationship with your significant others? Are you inviting God into those moments? And if that answer is no, and I've got this, then chances are that you're missing out on miracles and breakthroughs in your life because you want to play God. I love you, but I'm sorry, but I lived most of my life with thinking that going to church and reading my Bible and praying and giving myself a round of applause for showing up to church that day, or maybe I invited someone to church or I left one of those gospel tracts, you know, that give you the Romans road, this is the way to Jesus, and I felt good about myself, but God says, I don't even know who you are right now because you won't talk to me. You won't invite me in. You're too busy doing for me, and I'm not asking you to do. I'm asking you to be. I'm just asking you to be exactly who you are right now. Broken, a mess, scared, terrified, codependent, dependent, 
on something, someone, a substance, it doesn't matter what. But if you're not dependent on who God says that you are, I'm telling you, dear friend, that you are missing a miracle in your life. So I'm going to shut up because I got to punch in at work here. But my challenge to you is to rise up with me. It's a call to fight through prayer and fasting. Whether it's through one meal today or two meals today or one meal for the next three days. The next three to five days, dear one, my challenge to you is to get up and fight. Because sometimes God is trying to see how desperate we are. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not about how much you fast or how often you fast or what you're doing. Invite God in. God, what do you want me to do? And he might tell you not to fast. He might just tell you just to just to open up your Bible and to spend five minutes with him. My challenge to you today is to fight and to don't go down today without a fight. God loves you. He sees you exactly where you're at. But this to-do list is not going to bring you peace and serenity. This running around trying to be this great Christian, that's not going to bring you any closer to the, to the heart of who God is. Because God says that the way to his heart is through a broken and contrite spirit. My challenge to you today is to get up and to fight through prayer, through honesty, through, through brokenness. Don't be afraid of your brokenness today. Give it over to God. I love you guys. If you like what you've heard, um, I encourage you to subscribe or to share it with a friend. But guys, I don't know about you, but it's 2023 and there's a lot going on. I need God. I need breakthroughs. I need some of these walls in my life to come down because I can't have it stay about me today. Not for my family, not for my future children, not for, not for this generation's sake. If the 30-somethings are going to come back to Jesus and come back to God, i got to fight. And I need your help. So today it's a call to fight through prayer, through fasting. But we got to stop doing it our own way and look to God and to say, Not my will, but yours be done over everything, over the small things. Thank you for listening. I love you guys bunches, and I pray that you all have the best day ever.